Welcome to the Aging Gracefully podcast. I'm Mary Thompson. And I'm Janae Anderson. Join us as we explore the myths, beliefs, and realities of aging to empower each of us to thrive on all levels, every moment of our lives. Mary, about 20 years ago when I was in my mid-30s, I had this really weird experience. Okay, what was that? I was just back from Australia, and I was staying at my brother's house in the San Francisco area. My hair badly needed blonde highlights, and so I went to a hairstylist that my sister-in-law recommended. What I neglected to tell the hairstylist was that my hair um, dies very, very quickly. So she kept me under the hair dryer for the normal amount of time, and when she took off the the, when she got me out of the hair dryer, I was gray. Wow. I was completely gray. I was in my mid-30s. Oh, my gosh. And I was completely gray. And I, I was dumbstruck. You know, looking at myself in the mirror, I looked so much older. Yeah, it's amazing. Just the gray hair, and all of a sudden we project all this age out. And added to that, at the time, I was having some dental problems, and so it was hard for me to chew. So oh. I went I went back to my brother's house, and here I am, this gray-haired woman. That can't chew. <laughs> that can't chew. I felt so old and so depressed. And then my husband, my brother, and my father had been out somewhere, and they came into the house all at the same time. And I will never forget this moment because they looked at me and I looked at them and there was a moment of stunned silence. Then they burst out laughing, just laughing derisively at me. It was humiliating, utterly humiliating. It's bad enough that you had a haircut you didn't like. And you had the dye job you didn't like, but then it was validated from the outside by these people that mean a lot to you. By those closest to me. Yeah, so I did go back the next day and get it redone, but I'll just never forget that day when I was gray. You know, and it's interesting because that's our topic is we're talking about going gray. We call it the gray area. And I've been gray since my 40s, so it's been, I never dyed my hair before, and so it was just this transition that occurred but how is it that you might face the idea? Because I know you're thinking about possibly letting go of dyeing your hair and going gray. Do you think that this impacts you somehow, this experience you had in your 30s? I do. I do. I, I remember looking in the mirror and seeing that old lady and thinking, that's how I will look. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't want to look that way. Right. Right. Because I think... One comment that we had talked about before was I think we always remember that best haircut we ever got. And we also remember that worst haircut we ever got. And even though it'll grow out, even though you can go back the next day and change it, it leaves a mark. (laughs) It does. It can be exhilarating or traumatizing. And the interesting thing is it's not even so much about how we look. It's about how we feel. Right. Yeah. Right. That's the thing I've always been interested in because we've mentioned before we've got we're older older to the parenthood game and the number of people that ask me if I'm my son's grandmother because my hair is gray. And I remember talking to one couple at an amusement park that how nice it was that the grandmother was able to take the child out to this amusement park 
And I pulled my hair off my face and I said, look at my face. You know, I'm young. But I had to pull my hair back so they couldn't look at it. And then they started laughing going, oh my gosh, yeah, you do look a lot younger without the gray hair. Wow. And that's why, see, my mom was fully uh, gray at the age of 30. Wow. Yeah, she had her reasons. (laughs) But... um, it was terribly embarrassing for me as a kid because kids would ask me, is that your grandma? Mm-hmm. Is that your grandma dropping you off? And I even remember she died at 57 and she was in the hospital. We, all her kids were gathered around her and the nurse said, oh, are these your grandkids? You know, even then to the dying woman. And it was just so excruciatingly embarrassing to me as a child that I decided I would not do that to my kid. Right. So I'm not going great till I'm 62, but I'm th- because that's when he graduates high school. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> but I'm thinking about it, and I'm mm-hmm. starting to just transition mentally and emotionally. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a big thing. It is a big thing. I just have to say something though, because this is always a big thing for me. If you find yourself wondering if someone is a parent or a grandparent. Always ask if they're the parent, because a grandmother will never mind (laughs) if she is confused for her daughter, whereas the daughter will really go nuts when you confuse her for her mother. (laughs) Very good point. (laughs) And I think the only reason why my son's not embarrassed about it is I tend not to get embarrassed about it. I say, nope, he's my son, and uh, just move on with it. And now he takes that same tack that's like, nope, that's my mom, and... Nice. You know, how shallow of you to only look at her gray hair. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Turn it back on them. Yes. You know, but in my in my preparation for going gray four years from now, mm-hmm. I have been looking into it. I found a Facebook page called the GGG, the Going Gray Guide. Uh, oh. It's very active, and it has over eighteen thousand members. All about going gray? All about going gray. This I was is a trendsetter. Thing. Trendsetter. Gray for 20 years. <laughs> I'm feeling very proud of myself. You should. And <laughs> you gotta, you got to check out the photos of Mary on our website because she has a beautiful head of gray hair. Thank you. That was... I had very kind of brown and boring hair. When I was really, really little, I had that white blonde toe head look. And then when I was 13, it was beautiful, like... Um, oh, I can't even think what they call that. Like, just a golden brown... And then I got to be in my 20s, and it was just brown. It wasn't anything interesting at all. And then when I went gray, it became multi-layered, multi-colored. It's been the most interesting thing my hair has done my whole life. <laughs> and did the world react to you differently once you were gray? Initially, I went gray shortly after my son was born, and I think initially it was kind of unsettling for people to see this gray-haired woman with a newborn. But over time, I get lots of comments on my hair because people like it, the way it looks. And I think a good haircut does wonders for how your hair, you know, how accepted you are of your hair. So I've gotten really good positive feedback. My mom always wanted me to color my hair. Why would your mother care? Well, she said she felt old because (sighs) she had a daughter with gray hair. Her hair stayed pretty dark up until her 70s or so. So it was very... She was kind of thought there was something wrong with me with my gray hair. So she wanted me to color it. And I went and I asked my hairdresser at the time, my stylist, and he just laughed. He said, people pay me to make their hair look like yours. I won't do it. He says, if you're going to color your hair, you got to go see somebody else. And I was devoted to him <laughs> until he moved. And so I did not go see someone else. And I just learned 
how to embrace it, how to, you know, just rock that gray look. I think a big part, like I say, is having a good haircut. So you don't, it's still a young haircut. It's still a youthful haircut. Yeah. It doesn't have to be uh, your mom's bouffant. Yeah, you think about Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. You know, she keeps her haircut really edgy. And, right. and she's been gray a while, but mm-hmm. I never think of her as old. Right. No, she's she's much more an a, exemplary person for that aging gracefully icon. She is. So what I've what I've looked into is seems like there are really positive outlooks on going gray and there are negative and challenging outlooks as well. Okay. And I uh, just wanted to go over a couple of them with you. Like on the positive sur- um, side, we can look at it as a great mystery. Mm. What is going to happen with my hair? How will it turn out? Is it going to be striped for a long time? Will it be salt and pepper? How will it turn out? Can I say something there? Because uh, most of my female friends that are close to my age dye their hair. They have for years. They started in their 30s. And most of them are dyeing it their natural color for when they were younger, when they were teens and stuff. And now, slowly, one by one, they're starting to see what would it be like if I stop doing that. So I think that's what they're talking about there is there's a bit of a mystery. And one the one who is right now kind of doing that transition, she's transitioning with her hairdresser. And it's not so much of a mystery because he selects the, the right colors. And so by the end of a couple of years, she'll be to her natural color, but she'll have gotten there through steps incrementally. Right. Yeah, there are different ways to do it. But I, any way you do it, even if it's working with a hairdresser, you don't quite know how it's going to look until right. you walk out of that salon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's still a mystery. On the other side, people say that, um, that friends, family think that you're letting yourself go now. Oh, brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, there are certainly are people who would ask, you know, why would you do that? Why would you want to do that? And what I find is really interesting is when you want to change something about yourself for the better, there are always naysayers. And I think it's because our changes somehow are interpreted to be threatening to them. You know, if I change my diet, then suddenly other people have to look at their own diet. I don't care what they're eating. I care what I'm eating. But they project, if you're going to eat that food, then my diet must be bad. And so if you're going to let your hair go gray, like my mother, right? Like now, mother. I must be old because you're gray, so I'm old. Where, you know, she could feel old or not. That was, but she was old. <laughs> <laughs> my poor mom. But Yeah, well, that is a big part of it is the negative feedback that you get. But but I also hear that random strangers will come up to you and, and comment nicely on your graying hair. I would say definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It, it so much depends on the cut, though. The cut, the style, and how you're carrying mm. yourself. Right. Because I've certainly had lots of times that no one said anything nice to me about my hair, but it probably was the cut was past, you know, it had grown out. It wasn't as, as clean as it could be. But fresh haircut, I get lots of comments okay. because I think it brings up the sparkle. Tell me about the gray hair club. Oh, my gray hair club. One thing I found, this was very interesting because like I said, I grayed early. So this might have been when I was in my late 40s. And I began to notice that I was getting nods and admiration and kind of a nice to see you from people that were 15 to 20 years older than me. I had I had entered 
this arena that I was at the gym one time and a man in his 70s was flirting with me. <laughs> and I talked to my friend and I said, really? Really? Is this this who I am now? <laughs> you know, it was a stunning thing. But I realized that they recognized I was, you know, one of us. They had they had kind of embraced me as an aging, aging gracefully icon of my own. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so, so it's um, it may be a club that you don't necessarily want to join. Well, you know, or maybe you do. It's interesting because when I was younger, it was one that I certainly looked at. I'm not that old, mm-hmm. you know. So I think there is a bit of looking in the mirror when you got your haircut done Mm -hmm. and looking in the mirror and thinking there's that projection we put out there that now we had to really face that aging projection we have. I think at this point I'm more in embracing of the aging, but I wasn't at that point. It was, I was simply going gray and I was too concerned about the, you know, what's in those hair dyes and what kind of chemicals am I putting on my body that the reason I didn't dye my hair really wasn't because I thought it was great to be gray. I was afraid to dye it. Oh, interesting. So there's so many reasons. I I was reading in the Going Gray Guide Facebook page about a woman who just feels that she's living a more authentic life now. That by recognizing that the hair growing, the color hair that's growing out of her head now is the right color for her at this mm. stage in her life. And she feels like she's saying goodbye to the artificial blonde and mm. hello to her actual authentic self. I think that's great because we project this image out in the world. I think that we think that people don't see women as they age and people don't acknowledge them and people don't see them as powerful in business or attractive anymore. or attractive anymore. And then we take on that mantle ourselves. We say, Oh, look at me. Look how unattractive I am with this gray hair or, and it skews the population. Now they don't see the people with gray hair in the workplace. So they assume that they're not capable. I think my friend who is from Australia, she was moving back to Australia. She'd been away from Australia for about 15 years. And during her time in the U.S., she had gone gray and silver and has lovely hair. And she had this impression that she was going to move back to Sydney and she'd be one of the rare gray haired women that she would see because when she left, she didn't see a lot of that population. But thanks to the baby boomer generation, there's so darn many of us, and thanks to women kind of embracing this ability to show their age and show that they're still vital, they still make a difference, that we, she said, now I walk down the street and it's like, I'm just one of many. She was kind of shocked by the whole thing. Yeah, one, one woman wrote that young people will approach her and say, oh, where did you get your hair done? Because it's even popular among some young people. And yeah. she has to say, I'm sorry, this is actually natural. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it is, it is a growing trend. Mm-hmm. And there is that kind of safety in numbers, if you will. Well, I have seen on younger people dyeing their hair gray. And it always shocks me a little bit. That, and it's you can tell it's dyed because it's all a single color of gray, typically. And it just is different that you look in for a second. There's this disconnect between what's going on in the head and what's going on with the face. And then you say, oh, you're just kind of embracing that. So if the kids can make it hip, then we should make it hip too. <laughs> yes, and I do wonder, those of us who still dye or highlight our hair as our faces get older is it the same thing in reverse where our hair doesn't match our face anymore 
Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, I think it's off-putting. I had knew a woman when I was I was much younger, and she was probably in her forties, and she was a very powerful lobbyist in um, in the town I was in. So you would often see her at political events. And I went to this, and she had this silver hair. It was gorgeous, and she always was dressed very fashionably. She looked like this strong, powerful, middle-aged woman. Then one day I went to a conference, and she showed up, and she had dyed her hair jet black. And at first I was just so shocked by this shift from this beautiful silver to this jet black look. And then I looked, and she looked actually older with the jet black hair that her silver hair fit her features, it fit her lines, and now she was trying to skew to a younger population, and it didn't look right. Wow. I imagine people who just met her probably thought it was fine, but for me it was really, it was a lesson, and I think she might be part of the reason, not just being afraid of dyes, but she might have also been a part of the reason of going gray. It was like, no, she could do it. That was a beautiful look. Right. So in some ways, those of us, and I do not count myself in this, but those of us who are going gray are holding the torch for yeah. others and saying, mm -hmm. hey, this works. We can rock it when we're yeah. gray. Um, but I do want to balance this out by saying that my mother-in-law, who's 91 mm -hmm. and is an amazing person, hangs out with her friends are generally 30, 40 years younger than her because that's her attitude. She dyes her hair red, and she's fabulous. I mean, you know that's not her natural hair color when you look at her, but it's who she is. So really, we can do it any way we want. I think that's the most important part of aging gracefully is doing it your own way. Whatever feels right to you. One thing you were saying was when you do go gray, you want to get colors, streaks, those. I want some purple streaks in my gray hair. <laughs> so I see a lot of that. I think now I'm you know, driving down the street, and you might see somebody with blue hair or green hair of any different age. Yeah. And I think it does. It You take back the control of what do I want to look like? What do I want to project? And just be comfortable with who you're looking at in the mirror, I think, is the most important part. I think it can be quite empowering. Mm -hmm. um, I've been reading about women who say it's like you're a teenager again because you, um, when your hair changes, all of a sudden you need different clothes, clothes of different colors and different makeup, and it's like you're exploring and discovering, and that part sounds really fun. That does sound fun. Yeah. I, I can't even think about it because I never put that much thought or attention into it. <laughs> and we love you for that, Mary. Yeah. I represent the slacker, the slacker grannies, right? <laughs> Just the ones, oh, whatever happens. Well, the Huffington Post came out with 10 expert tips on how to take the leap and go gray. Okay. This would be what fun to discuss. One, face your fears. Yeah. Going gray for most of us is out of the comfort zone. Mm -hmm. The big questions that come up, as we've discussed, will I be attractive anymore? Will I become invisible? Will I be taken seriously? Will I be discriminated against in the career world? All of those things are going to come up. Maybe it's even, you know, having those fears and saying, what will I do if, what will I do if someone treats me as if I'm invisible? Mm -hmm. How will I behave? Will I take on that invisibility? And what will I do if somebody sees me as being not powerful? How will I express my power? Will I own it or will I sneak away? As always, it's an inside job first. Right. Yeah. And last podcast, we talked about stories. And I think this is what your fears are. The stories you tell yourself about who will I be if my hair is gray? It's really, really good question to ponder. Mm -hmm. uh, it talks about, this article talks about 
Some will even confess to seeing it as the first step toward mortality. Ooh. Toward a new stage, that of, ooh, you know. One step closer to death. No wonder you don't want to go gray. That's horrible. So it's a projection. It is. You know, we look at our, our parents, our grandparents, and we project, oh, gosh, that's just one more nail in the coffin. Yes. And you're right. It's the stories. It's the projections. Mm-hmm. So if we can be in the moment with it, if we can enjoy it and love the mystery of it and the whole, the whole mm-hmm. thing, it could be a whole different experience. Mm-hmm. Or maybe stop fearing death. You know, maybe look at that so that we don't set these up. Because, yeah, every birthday you could go, oh, my God, here I am, one step closer. But I have all, you know, it's, again, that's that idea of celebrating life. You know, I have one more year of experience. I earned each of these gray hairs, you know, a yeah. lot of people say. And so I think it's looking at it from a perspective of embracing what is rather than seeing it as a harbinger of doom. Yeah, and of course, we need to do a podcast on death. Oh, that's a good idea. Because it is a huge, so many stories and projections Mm -hmm. about death. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, number two, Huffington Post, discuss options with your hairdresser. So you got to decide if you want to blend the gray, grow out gray completely, um, how you're going to do it. And that leads right to number three, which is consider one big chop or two or three smaller ones, just cutting away the dyed hair, Mm -hmm. assuming you have dyed hair, as you grow out the gray. Yeah. I've known people who have switched from dreadlocks to regular hair, and they've always kind of do that one big chop. (laughs) It ends up with short hair for a while to just change what's going on. I think there's... I don't know. Just talk to. I think it's good to have a hairdresser you t- trust who's going to be honest with you and talk to you about options that you have because you're not. There's not just one way to do this. In fact, there are all kinds of gray, mm-hmm. and um, everybody's facial shape is different. And and so yeah, if you have right. someone you can trust, mm-hmm. then it's a team project. Right. Number four: pick a modern haircut based on your look and lifestyle. Oh. Definitely. Just choose one that you like. Mm-hmm. It's like we don't have to go into this uh, aging haircut. <laughs> Do you remember the, the older ladies with the blue tint in their hair? Oh, yeah. yeah. I did that. I did that for a time. But it wasn't a blue tint. I was in, well, let me tell the whole story. So I was in Panama and I went to get a haircut. And their styles for women my age were probably more likely what you would have seen in the 70s in the U.S. So more like my mom would have had with the set and style kind of thing. And so I came out and they had set my hair and styled it and she put a purple rinse on it. And so I walked out and, oh my God, I was crying. It was, it was so unsettling to look in the mirror and see not just my mother, but like every older woman from 1950s sitcoms. And it just was stunning. Um, the purple rinse I used later because it helps to keep um, silver hair looking a little bit silvery. And if you use too much of it, you look purple, and then it looks like you dyed your hair for it. So it's uh, it's this fine edge you walk with this. And she went way over the edge in Panama, and I learned that I just got a really great purple rinse shampoo that was that gave me a nice sheen. And then afterward, I, I let go of all that because it was only when you might see more yellowing with gray hair. And so it was if the yellow comes up, then I do that for a little time and figure out how can I get rid of this yellow. 
And so I, you learn as you go, mm -hmm. it sounds like. Oh, definitely. Okay, so again, it's, I mean, isn't it funny? When I was a kid, I thought that by the time you were the age we are now, there was nothing left to learn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something new every day. Right, right, something new every day. So number five, this is pretty much in line with what we keep saying, hit the salon. Mm -hmm. So yeah, let it, let it be a team approach. Um, six, skip the boxed dyes. Yeah. So, Your salon, at the salon, they won't let you bring them in anyway, so. Yeah, and it's probably something we should follow no matter uh, what age we are. Or what color you're going. It's good to have somebody, somebody help you out with it. And you were just talking about hair products, Mary. Mm -hmm. Number seven, choose hair care products wisely. Mm-hmm. So there is a way to maintain your gray and silver hair, and you mentioned the purple rinses. So there, there's just all kinds of ways to work with it. If you feel your gray isn't a pretty gray, there are things you can do. Mm -hmm. So no one has to be stuck with the dull gray kind of thing. Right. There's lots of... one of my fears. There's lots of great products out there. I use just a little bit of argan oil after I wash my hair, and it just gives it a nice shine to it. And that's, that's when I get nice. the comments. When I have the argan oil in, people will say, oh, shiny. Wow. <laughs> okay, eight, fight the frizz. So for many people, gray hair has a completely different structure to the hair that they had when they were younger. So it's drier, it's a little bit kinkier, mm -hmm. a little bit frizzier. And so it needs to be treated differently. That shampoo that might have worked for you in your 40s or 30s may not work for you as you get older. So checking out different products and, again, talking to professionals let them know what's what you're facing. I have to confess though, about, I don't know, six, seven years ago, I switched to just using baking soda rinse and vinegar rinse on my hair and it's never been better. So, I, so I'd so i say at the same time as you're gonna go and talk to people and professionals, you can explore options for yourself. Yeah, yeah, there's so many um, products thrown at us mm -hmm. through the media and and sometimes it's as simple as what you just said right yeah. I had to keep stripping the I had to keep <laughs> I had to stop stripping the oils from my hair then replacing oils from my hair for my hair to become less dry and so that was a real lesson for me mm -hmm. and so now I watch out for that and your hair is beautiful so oh, thank you you're doing it right number nine recalibrate your makeup so as we've said, once your hair changes, then you compensate for color in other ways. Now, I'm not a big makeup person, but when I, when I hit about 55 and that natural blush was no longer there, I just decided it was time to start wearing a little makeup on a daily basis. But I didn't want anything artificial, you know, that looked real artificial and I discovered boom makeup. Boom. Yeah, this is by Cindy. I'm gonna have to look up her last name. Okay. Um, but this makeup, it's it's very. It, her whole philosophy is that because we have wrinkles and crevices, that makeup can get stuck in there and look really bad. So she's got very, very simple, natural makeup that just highlights the good stuff, adds a little color and and flush, and. Um, not a whole lot of worrying about covering up the lines and wrinkles. Interesting. They have it on now? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wouldn't wear it for just you, Mary. 
<laughs> Wait, it's a fun time to explore again, like back in the teenage phase, explore mm -hmm. makeup. You're exploring hair, you're exploring makeup. And number 10, mm -hmm. you revamp your clothes. So time to get a little more color. They say instead of like black or white or brown, maybe more cool jewel tones. Yeah. I would say that's when you get most of the compliments, when you've got the jewel tones on. Gray actually works really well with gray hair and grays and blacks. Mm. Unless you're shedding, unless you're shedding hair, then it's you can see all the hairs come off. I so saw a photo on the Going Gray Facebook page of a woman with gray hair who had a scarf on that exactly matched her gray head and it looked beautiful. Mm -hmm. yeah, so yeah. I guess there's all kinds of fun things about going gray. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, I think if you can adjust or if you can I think when you could look at anything going in your life and find the fun in it, find the enjoyment, find the peace, it's happening anyway. We can resist it. We can kick and scream and decide we're not going to go gentle into that good night. But in the end, you know, we can have fun with this, with anything. With anything. And again, it's an inside job. So we can decide how we're going to take this on. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'd just like to close with, um, with one person's comment on the Going Gray Guide. She says, if you see someone with amazing silver hair, please tell them. It's a wonderful gift. You'll get it back, too. <laughs> That's great. So if you're contemplating going gray, you've gotten some tips today in, in how to approach that. And if you're not contemplating going gray, that's fine. You know, that's, I think, the biggest part of graceful aging, as we said before, is doing what feels right for you. In any given moment. Yeah, just be your own amazing self. Thanks. Well, thank you, Janae. Good talking to you. Good talking to you, Mary. It's Janae signing off. And Mary Thompson. Also signing off. I'm also signing off. <laughs> <laughs> this is Janae. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to our podcast at our website, aginggracefullypodcast.com. We'd love to hear from you. Your comments and ideas for future topics are always welcome. Click the contact button on our homepage and join the conversation.